0: Here we are. All right, kids, welcome to the floatastic zone called Black Lions Airspace. I'm your host, Zachary Shiloh, or Zachary Shiloh Watts, depending on the situation. But overall, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of what I call Universal Grounding and Black Lions Domain. This is my beautiful segment where I actually interview people that I have known for mere days to years. And today's guest has been a very long time in the making. Yes, she has. And it's been way too long, way too long trying to make this thing happen, you wonderful captains out there. Alright, so she is a multi-time best-selling author. She is a member of the magic family. Uh, she is African American and very uh, luscious to look at, by the way, kids. Uh, <clears throat> but not only that, <clears throat> I have quoted myself as saying that she is the real-life equivalent of Marvel's storm from the x-men so without further ado i present to you maria nesbitt hey everybody
1: thanks for having me on
0: today yo welcome love so maria can you please give my listeners your background hunt oh my gosh my
1: background its so much nice things like you know, it's so crazy when people say, like, tell me about yourself. You try to think, like, oh, huh, which version of me do they want? Because there are so many, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, so my real story. I was born and raised in the Virgin Islands. Uh, I live here now. Um, I, after I graduated high school, I moved to the mainland, stayed there for a few years. Um, I joined the military. I served for five years. Um, After the military, I went to school, got my master's degree, and now I work as a mental health counselor for veterans. And outside of that, I work as a life coach for um, mothers and daughters and helping them to, you know, increase the love in their relationships. Um, And as we said, I am a two-time best-selling author. Um, I'm a part of the Magic series, and then I have my own solo project that I finished at the end of last year, so I'm really excited to be here and talk to your listeners and be a part of your podcast. It's, like you said, it's been a long time coming. We've been trying to do this for a little bit, so I'm glad that today all
0: the stars were aligned, and here we are. Oh, thank goodness, Maria Hunt. Let me tell you right now, oh man, it's been a long time coming. Well, kids, uh... <clears throat> We actually have a mutual friend by the name of Balerkins, as I call her. And I found out about Maria by way of her and I was kind of like, is this the same Maria that actually did the magic series? And then if I found out, I said, oh, I gotta support this book even more. I gotta support it even more. Oh man, but kids, I have the honor of saying that she's in my top five books of the year that I've read so far. And I knew that I had to get her on because <clears throat> there is a thing within the black community that has bothered me for years. And Myriad in a book nipped it. It's like day and night, night and day. You really read it and you will actually resonate with it. Immediately, especially if you are black. And I resonated with it, not just from the black standpoint. I was reading it, and I said, oh, shit, she's, like, going in. Legit going in. I just had to ask her to come on. And I actually said something <laughs> along the lines of this. I want you on my show, hun. out of respect, to you not just because we're black but from black lion to black queen I want you on my show and she said yes and I was hyped as the 6-year-old inside me I could be so uh, again Miriam love thank you very much for coming into Black Lion's domain you gorgeous hun you <clears throat> oh, thank you thank you for having me and thank you for speaking so highly of
1: my book it was something that I just wanted to get out there because i had these conversations with friends but if you don't put the information out to a larger audience, it just stays within the small group, and we end up just talking about it. But I feel like once we bring more
0: people into the conversation, that's where action can happen. You know. Uh huh. And that talk needed to be discussed in major publication or on TV for many years, at my point of view. I grew up. In an all African American family home. And I've said this time again. That I love my family completely. But in my love life. I never attracted blacks. I never did that. I remember being about 11 years old. I believe when my actual uh, puberty or sex hormones started to come into arousal. So I wound up getting crushes on girls, and they looked at me kind of crazy. They said, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, we ain't going that far. I said, I said, oh, come on. I'm sorry for the way I feel. Um, One girl, she did not like the way I stared at her. I told her I'm sorry uh, when we were adults. But her brothers at the time almost starting to beat me down because I looked at her. They told me, don't look at our sister. I said, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And when I finally did tell her, as adults, she understood that I had in love her. I was in love with her. And she. Apologized for a second her brother's me <laughs> but it would get crazier as I'm getting older. I found that I really liked me some black women, and they just like, nope, you're too nice, or you're the brother type, and all this other shit. And I'm like, come on! Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, you beautiful hunskins and loves. All I'm trying to do is show you some lovin's and plus treat you like a lady, <laughs> but hey, if you wanna go with the thug and rug and bugums, go the fuck ahead. <clears throat> go ahead, So I kept it myself, and then, for years on end, I'm attracting Caucasian hunts. I'm saying to myself, what is this?" <laughs> What is? What is this? Not that I don't love the Caucasians. A certain Caucasian woman, I believe, actually has written a good word of what we call the magic series. And I love her holy. She's great. Hi Blairkins, if you're listening to this, hon. But I progress. Okay, so Mario, what really spurred you on to say, okay, I gotta do this solo run to confront this big issue? Because as I said, this thing needed to be said for years on end. Nobody had the nuts to actually go ahead and do it except for you.
1: walking home from school, like walking, um, I think somewhere on campus, and I was on the phone with her, and we're just talking, and she paused for a second. She's like, oh, crap, I have to cross the street. I'm like, oh, what happened? She's like, oh, there's a bunch of black guys up there. I'm like, But you're black. Why don't you feel safe walking by them? And she's like, oh, no, they always have something to say, and they're always up to something, and she felt need to cross the street. And I am thinking... (laughs) We are a part of the same race. I, You should look at that group of black guys as, okay, I'm safer over here because they're going to protect me. If something happens, I know they have my back. Because that could be my brother up there, my uncle, my father. But she didn't see it that way. So I wanted to know how many other um, African-American women would have crossed the street. So I did some interviews to figure out, like, hey, do you feel like black men are capable of being our protectors? And a lot of them said no. I was like, what? So um, that's where the whole idea for the book came. And during the interviews, it was so eye-opening to see how we feel about each other. And it made me get to that realization that we always look at the enemy as being outside us. But when we look at this situation, we see each other as enemies. And how can we truly be who we're meant to be in this world if the person that looks like you, next to you, is your enemy? Mm. That's crazy. It's a whole crazy concept, and so now I'm wondering: okay, if so many people feel like that, where did that come from? You know, so part of the interviews is asking people like, is this based on experience? Is this based on you know something you saw in the media? Is this based on something you were taught growing up? Like, where did this come from? Because as a black female, I I don't have any sons, but I have a, a grandson, so. I mean, so now I have to say, when he's 18, is somebody going to look at him like that just because he happens to be black, you know? Mm. Is another child going to see him as a threat just because he's standing there being black? And how do we address that? If that is exactly what's going to happen, how do I address that now for him? So that was the whole idea to start those kinds of conversations. And figure out where those ideals come from. Is that something that was passed down to us? If are we passing it down
0: to our next generation? Do our kids feel that too? And do our grandkids feel that? And how do we stop that cycle? hmm I dug it from the moment that I started reading the first passage. I said, Whoa. She's going in. She really is. And we need to talk about this. And when I actually finished reading, Maria, I think I told you this in private, and I think I posted this on uh, Facebook that you made me cry. I literally cried my eyes out for hours on end. I said, Oh, wow. That is the truth. And the, every single interview was not the absolute same. You had the same questions, yes, but there were different opinions. Like, there was Mm -hmm. a few that were saying, no, uh, I don't trust the black community at all. (laughs) At all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I said, oh, shit. Really? Wow. Yeah, and that, what does that mean
1: for you, right? Because you're black, you live in New York, and you're thinking like, oh, I'm out here spreading love and life. But if the larger collective is saying, I don't
0: trust that boy. Where does that leave you? You know? Yeah, that screwed me. I said, Oh, come on, you hunskins and Loves. That's my uh, verbiage now. But back in uh, years ago, I would have said, Oh, come on. Come on. All I'm trying to do is love you, show you some light in your world, yeah. Hun. You don't have to be yeah. with the Duggum, em, Buggum, em, rug 'em's. You can be with me. I. I'd take care of you, Hunt. Yes, I would. If mm-hmm.
1: they see you as a threat, not, it, it doesn't even get to the part where you can love them. It's like, uh, I see this person. He looks this way, red flag. And it's not fair for us to live like that. But again, we need to address where that came from and why is it still a thing? Why is it still existing? Why haven't we challenged those beliefs? Why haven't we worked as a collective to change them?
0: Mm -hmm. That is why I knew I had to get you on the show Because you went against the paradigm, uh, my dear You led a charge And as I was reading your book, I said Yeah, 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 yeah This is the absolute truth And when I read your side of the story, like legit I said Oh, I wanna. I should give her a hug if I actually saw her, because I read your background, and uh-huh. you yourself were a victim in a sense. I said, "Oh, I wish that the COVID was not existing, and I could actually go see Maria. I would give her a hug and talk to her about this, because this is absolute bullshit. What she went through. Oh yeah, man."
1: But- not let it become my reality as an adult but for some people it's not that easy you know mm-hmm. so they're left with these scars and they live their life through that lens and this is why what we do as life coaches and spirituality healers this is why our work is so important to address people that are still carrying around those
0: things uh uh-huh. i agree wholehearted. and that's why i actually stay with the spiritual community to some degrees or another and why uh, Zachary Shiava's honeykins whenever she arises will be exactly like me. I'm not looking for anything outside myself. I tried to do that and then the universe keeps on showing me signs. Showing me me, uh, little trinkets. I don't care if she's uh, Caucasian or whatever. Uh, The inside is what matters the most. But the fact Mm -hmm. that I chased our kind since I was practically a child all the way through adulthood and every single turn that, no, sorry dude, I only like you as a brother. I said, Mm -hmm. come on, you're hurting Mm -hmm. my feelings. What?
1: I can understand that. But at the same um, in the same time, though, like you said, the universe is going to send you the right person, um, so you don't have to look. And maybe it wasn't time, because I know, like, either from the few months when I first met you virtually to now, I can see the growth. So maybe the universe wanted you to take that time to grow and say, you know what? I'm just going to be the best faculty I can be, and then the best person is just going to find me. Oh,
0: you know I mean? yes, I am.
1: That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. I don't have to look. You
0: know, the universe
1: is taking care of it. I'm just going to be the
0: best me and grow, you know, spiritually, physically in all the ways that I can grow. Yeah. And the universe will say, now you're ready. Yeah. Here's your, <laughs> Here's your person. You know? Yes, hon, yes. Yes, hon, yes. Yes, hon, yes. That's the absolute truth. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And, uh, marry your Love, uh, we actually have a dear mutual friend by the name of the Pur hun or Brook. And, uh... <clears throat> let me tell you something. Now, between you and the perhun I kind of, uh... Excuse me. <clears throat> I'll shift my voice. Uh, to quote myself from the Ascension interviews, I had a burner in my pants. <clears throat> <laughs> you
1: so silly. Uh, because,
0: because you two were actually... Owning who and what you are, and for me, that was very, very, uh, turn-on, and I'm not going to deny myself, and I'm not going to deny you either. <laughs> no way. No way. Especially after, uh, our talk, Maria, uh, uh, back in April, and you told me a whole bunch about yourself, I said, what? Seriously? And you said, yes. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. So, kids, uh, one thing I don't think you mind me uh, uh, sharing, do you? No. Okay. All right, kids. So, uh, the Murr Hunt, the wonderful Hunt here. Uh, believe it or not, kids, you will be in awe when I say these words. Muriel Love over here is a grandmother. I said, excuse me, you are a grandmother. I, I
1: was.
0: Angry, right? <laughs> she don't look it. Look at her pictures and tell me she looks like a grandma. I will tell you you must be smoking the crack and get off of it. I will be saying that yeah. to anybody. Oh my god. Yeah. The, the it's f- crazy and
1: it's so crazy how like life works, you know. Because I didn't expect anything at this age, and you know growing up you remember your grandmother was like an older person who's like already retired and already like you know lived a full life uh-huh. now it's different and i am so grateful for that because i get to be a part of their growing up i get to be there for all their kids, you know
0: yeah I know them
1: for a few years and i maybe die and i miss out their whole life but now that i'm a young person that hasn't been I can be there for, like, high school stuff. I can be there for the big stuff. I can be there for, like, you know, marriages or whenever they decide what career they're going to have or, all the things, when they buy their first house. Like, I get to experience all of that. So even though initially I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is crazy. Now I'm like, how blessed am I to be able to do that? Not many people can say they've been a part of their grandkids' life for their whole life.
0: Mm And
1: I will be able to do that.
0: That's the truth. And kids you'll be even more shocked when i say these words oh dear god she is quote me if i'm wrong uh, maria you are about to turn 40 years of age microphone drop i'm stunned still nearly four or five months later After this conversation that we had, I said, no way. And then I looked it up, and it's the absolute truth. Yeah,
1: it's a real thing. But like I said, it's a blessing. So life is all about perspectives. You can look at it in whatever way you decide. But whatever way you decide, that's how you're going to feel about it. So I choose to look at the blessings that I have. Like, they're with me for the summer.
0: Oh, yeah. That
1: is crazy right it's amazing that I get
0: to be in this phase of my life and I have my grandkids for the summer Uh, uh, oh Maria I've been counting my blessings since you and I talked back in April and the things that I've gone through the things that I actually have cried about whined about I'm happy and grateful for them all Happy and grateful for them all. And I didn't announce this yet. You're the first episode of uh, my show in exactly a month. So uh, kids out there, Zachary Shallow has a a big announcement, a huge announcement right now. And uh, I don't think I've actually said this to anybody outside of the Magic family that uh, I know I'm close to. I think I didn't tell you, Maria. All right, so... <clears throat> I've made my money issues known time again on this crazy show. This wonderful, flow-tastic zone that I'm now calling it. The biggest thing of money I had to pay was over $7,000 to one Mary Morrissey. Because of COVID, I lost my job last year at a nursing home. I transitioned from job to job between uh, September and October. And I'm still employed by Amazon. Yes, I am, kids. And I'm scrapping, fighting like I've always done. But about three days ago, I received a phone call from the Brave Thinking Institute which is ran by Mary Morrissey, the representative and I were talking about me making my final payments or whatever. And I told her the truth. I said, thank you very much for letting me actually have up until July, late July, to make my payments. I'm willing to try to make a $500 payment per month I don't know how long it's going to take, but I am very open to doing it as long as I have to. And I think something inside that representative got touched because she knew that I was scrapping to make a living for myself. So within, I would say, the last two days as of now, kids... Get ready to actually throw me a party. Okay. I am debt free. I do not owe Mary Morrissey a dime. And to Mary Morrissey and her group, thank you very much. I appreciate it. That is amazing. That is huge.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thanks. I was still... I'm still in awe about that. (laughs) I've actually talked to uh, Belair about it. I've talked uh, to my partner Mayoko and... Several others of our extended family. And they're all happy and grateful that I got this thing done. And now I feel like, Maria, something bigger is on the way. And I think I know what that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It is on the
1: way. Um, <laughs> There's actually something that I listen to every morning. It is on only half this plus her I can't say the name right now, but it's like my morning mantra that I listen to. It's a 15-minute video, and um, it says the universe is always working out in my favor. Good things are on the way to me right this minute, and then that something amazing just happened. So, starting my day with that, I realized that so many amazing things happen, even when I don't expect it. It happens so often that sometimes I miss it, (laughs) because that's just like my normal, you know? Uh
0: Uh-huh. I agree
1: wholehearted.
0: Oh man, I'm still tingly all over my body just thinking about it. The fact that I worked hard to try to get this thing done on my own and all the growth that I actually went through in that time frame, I nearly crashed onto my knees yesterday in tears not only that but I was practically silent for almost two hours straight I did not know the words to say I was stunned not to the point where I had to go to the hospital or anything I was just taking it in that from the 5th of August through the present I don't owe Mary Morrissey a dime, And if that team ever listens to my show, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. Because you gave me tools to live my life and to really forgive people for things that I think are not forgivable at any means. But here's the thing about forgiveness, kids. And it'll lead into something else that uh, Maria and I kind of have a uh, similar, similarity with. Forgiveness is not about forgiving a uh, someone or someone It is more so giving for yourself. Is more about taking care of you by giving to yourself, you are increasing your health, you are putting out better energy into the world, and that's much needed right now because, especially, hearing that uh, we got a new form of the coronavirus from what I'm hearing, the Delta. We need more Lovings, and uh I got another announcement. Yes, I do, you beautiful Huns, Kins, and Loves out there. All right, so Mary is a coach. My dear friend, our dear friend, Blair Hayes is kind of a coach. And a whole bunch of other people within our fam- extended family are coaches. I, Zachary Shiloh, have talked about... This thing that I call Love's Roar, which was supposed to be my quote unquote health improvement system. Well, guess what, kids? It's gone through a change <clears throat> or changes. It is not about health improvement, it's about life elevation. We are not just looking at weight loss, we are looking at how to improve people by way of mental, physical, and spiritualities. With that said, I am not alone in this thing anymore. My friend, a former guest in this uh, talk segment, by the name of Mayoko Fukino Mayhel approached me, I would say, about a few weeks ago, and she wanted to talk to me about coaching. So she was doing this thing called Fear Buster at the time, and she thought that her deal was very good for my thing and thought we should team up, especially given our backgrounds and how much we gel and whatnot. So I was thinking about it, and I said, yeah, why not? Why not? That makes absolute sense. That makes absolute sense. We're both uh, energetic people. We both are reincarnated souls. We are best-selling authors, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Why not? Let's go for it. So... We were actually scrapping around after our dear friend uh, named Jen was telling us that we need to come up with a name or something. And as per usual, I just messed around with words. And I said, okay, 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 uh, let's honor the fear buster, let's fear, uh, okay, let's take fear, and then let's honor Love's roar. And I said, oh, okay, okay. Fear to Love's Roar. But here's the complete name. We wanted something that was not just that. So uh, we both love how my actual interview segment's name is uh, Universal Grounding. And we wanted to release uh, fears from people. So there we go. Fear to Love's Roar, our universal releasing. That's the name of the coaching bit. And, kids, it is with an honor and pleasure that I announce that we are launching it on September 1st this year.
1: That's awesome. Yay.
0: And Mary Love, I understand that you actually had an app and I wanted to uh see if I could actually make myself a Miyuko part of that, but whew. Oh, for sure. Oh speaking of for
1: what?
0: Sure. speaking of which love, you wanna talk about that app? No,
1: I don't. But once I <laughs> Right, like they know it's coming. It's something amazing that everybody needs. So if you guys come back on the show, or you know, listen in the future, in the very near future, then you can hear all about it. And then by then, you will be a part of it already. So we can talk about it from both perspectives. Okay.
0: Okay, I thought I I thought that you would wanna talk about it. But that's all right. Because you got something else to do and I don't wanna hold you hostage, you wonderful soul you. No, <laughs> Alright, yeah, so it's gonna be great. So I'm really
1: happy
0: for you with the
1: um coaching though, because I know that's something that's been you've been wanting to do and to know that if it's this close and it's actually happening. Um I'm really, really happy for you.
0: Oh, I'm in awe, Maria, that it's taking off. And not only that, but I actually got somebody in my corner who I truly trust, and I can feel it. As long as we stick together and there's a big thing of communication, I believe it's going to work. And not only that, we'll generate money for ourselves. And the biggest thing that my prayers and hopes are in with this coaching bit I've talked about my relationship with my job kids I've said time again this bless your employers no matter how big no matter how small bless your employers but I've started speaking out and as much as I respected Amazon I gotta leave. <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah. I, if you can look at it like
1: your journey there is ended. It was never your everlasting journey, right? And you appreciate it while you were there, but it's like, okay, thank you for
0: what you did, But it's time to say the Yep, it's time. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's right. That, <laughs> that, yes, hon, yes. Yes, hon, yes. That's the absolute truth. And kids, it's not that I don't care about Amazon. I don't like how certain things are being presented to me. And in the month of October, I cannot afford to lose time. I cannot afford to not help my dear friend Melissa DeVoe, not Dusselvox, I learned her name is DeVoe. It's a different form of DeVoe. It feels more French to me. Uh, And Melissa, if you're listening to this, please correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, I progress. On October 10th, I will be going four times bestseller. And I want to be there to help the book be released. Not only that, but the next five days straight, we are on the road to what they call Influence Influence And that is the fall summit By our dear friend And my mentor Blair Hayes I am returning not only as a speaker But I am the only main event male sponsor in that So uh, Amazon as much as I love you As much as I respect you I don't believe you're going to give me more time and I'm ma- and I'm setting the intentions out there before my dear friend Maria I'm setting it before the blurkins I'm setting it before my audience I want Fear to Love's Roar to do very well and as much as I respect you Amazon if it truly does go through in the next month or two I'm sorry I'm making the announcement now I'm leaving you <laughs> I love you I love you, but I'm leaving. I am leaving Uh, as a coach, as a multiple-time bestseller, and I cannot afford to miss anything at all. Because you, Amazon, have taught me this, that life is a very short thing. I may be a reincarnated soul, yes. However... I've seen the likes of my own father, my own surrogate father, a different woman who I used to live with, all in my head. I can see and hear them that one must have an income. And they all busted their behinds for years on end to try and get some form of retirement money. I don't want that. I don't want that for myself. I see the likes of Amiria. I see the likes of Blair. I see the likes of my dear friend, Jamie Kent. I see the likes of any and everybody who has coached me in the last near two years, doing what they absolutely love from the moment they wake up until the time they decide to go to sleep. And I am ready to get to that point in my life. So, mm-hmm.
1: awesome, uh, awesome, awesome. so right here for all of
0: that <laughs> So I am setting the intention. I love you Amazon, but I'm setting myself in the intention that I want my coaching business, what my dear friend Mayoko mayhill, Mayi from Japan, or I can reveal her past life name, Yurichan from Japan. To do well. I need to live my life. I never had lived outside of New York. I never seen life beyond New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And the time that I am given Amazon by you, it's not enough. I need to be on my own. I need to be on my own, making my own money. So... If anybody's listening to the sound of my voice, and in another two months I am actually successful with my partner, you now understand why and how I got there. So, Amazon, I value your respects. (laughs) I value your respects
1: feel it. Oh, I can feel it.
0: Oh, I can feel it, Mary. It's been... It's way too long now. I see that certain things are not working for me and the more I go down this path and I've said it to many people. I love Amazon. I respect Amazon for what they did. However, I've Mm -hmm. seen the likes of my father. I've seen the likes of my surrogate dad. I've seen the likes of a certain now near 60 year old woman who all gave their own lives to try to get something for themselves and it took them until they were senior citizens i ain't got that long ain't, ain't nobody got time yeah. for that to quote a, yeah. a big saying ain't nobody got time for that i don't got time to be fighting no managers or co-workers or whatever i ain't got yeah, time for sure for sure,
1: for sure. You are and
0: it's happening. So a
1: few weeks
0: away. <gasps> You're silent cheerleader. <laughs> well, oh. probably not so silent, but cheerleader. Yeah, hon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, hon. Oh man, oh man. And speaking of Mayu Chan, she shall be back on my show to help talk about our wonderful new venture. Hi, Mayu. We love you out there. Yes, we do. <laughs> Okie dokie. um I think we touched on um, pretty much almost any and everything, but uh speaking of the almighty Blair Hayes or Blairkins, uh, how did you meet her? Um, we were
1: actually business partners in Texas. Um eh? we were yeah, we were <laughs> Yeah, I used to live in Texas, so we were business partners for a little bit until I moved away. Blurkins? You said, "Oh, Brooke! Oh my God, Brooke Blair Thompson." I thought you said Brooke. I'm so sorry. Um, Blair, I met her through um, Jen. Jen actually suggested that I be a part of the a magic club. So, uh, um, I was like, "Okay, if Jen says it's okay, then I'm, I'm
0: all in." So. As um, in Jen Kirsch, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, anybody. I trusted
1: I... her, so I just I I trusted her judgment. So she said that. The magic
0: project was amazing to be a part of, and I was like, "Yeah!" So that's how I got introduced to Blair. Oh, wow. Jenny Kirsch. <sighs> I don't know if you've read uh, Letters of Magic yet. Have you, uh, Maria?
1: Um, I started to. I have an adventure tomorrow.
0: Well, my chapter is dedicated to Jenny Kirsch. Uh-huh. uh I haven't made the big stink about why I actually chose Jenny Kirsch, but I think I can start talking about it and Blairkins, I can feel you in the essence. You're getting ready to cry. So uh have a little bit of tissue by you, please. Alright, so Jenny Kirsch is not only just a friend of Maria and uh Blair respectively, um Jenny Kirsch, I believe I've touched upon this, was the editor, second editor of my chapter called Black Lions Roar. And when her passing happened, I was unaware of it because I was at Amazon at the time working my shift. And I was trying to find a name for what my business would be. And I could hear the word Flotastic, and I started using that ever since. And I believe that Jenny Kirsch, unbeknownst to me, was dead, uh, helped me find that name. And my chapter in Letters of Magic, I dedicated it to her because she helped me through a lot since January 1st this year. Uh, I actually put out a post in Blair's uh Magic Alumni Group Stating that I needed help With my podcast I was looking for guests To join me In the then Roaming Around series And Jenny Kirsch Happened to be one of five people The other uh, ladies I believe were uh, Jenna Marie Hernandez uh, Jamie Valecca, Arner uh, Amanda Goddard And uh, Stephanie Mahoney so, it takes me all the way through They Are Magic. And the support of Jenny Kirsch helped made that book, and the general She Is Magic series, iconic in my point of view. And it touches me to this day, the things that she's been through and the fact that she now can rest in peace after years of uh, battle with cancer and other things that I know she's touched upon before. My soul is at rest and anything that I have done in the past some odd months Oh, Maria, don't worry, we're wrapping it up, so stop. Okay, I wasn't sure if you heard that. No,
1: there's people knocking on my door. My contractor just showed up, and I'm trying to wait to him to Uh, say, hold on, but I think he thinks I'm leaving to say, come
0: here. (laughs) Yeah, I saw you. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it out the edge of my eye. My mother calls it the uh, red eye effect. So oh, I'm
1: looking.
0: Yeah, I I was actually looking at it. and I said, "Oh shit, it's time for me to wrap it up." All right. So <laughs> here we go, kids. It's time to wrap it up. <clears throat> Jenny Curse, my story is dedicated to you. Anybody that's interested. The book is called Letters of Magic. It is out now. And I am a two-time best-selling author, by the way. We are looking for number three tomorrow in a book called Ascension 2. I will talk about it in a different episode. It's time to let Muriel free a black lion's domain. So uh, there's only about two or three things I usually do. All right, Maria, love, thank you very much. Number one, what can Zachary Shiloh do for you going forward, love? Um, just being open awesome is, um, I know when
1: you start your coaching, it's being difficult, and you know, not get a lot of friends trying to say, it's okay. Um, they come. they are they come, they come, and that's okay. The ones that need to be done to you, they will be <laughs> and
0: don't give up all right. <laughs> uh, all right, Maria. Love your hopes for the future, my dear. Are uh, Maria? Are you still there? I know it will because I
1: trust in the universe in its process, but. Um... I know it's going to be something that's amazing for the world to bring not just hope, but healing to a lot of people. So I'm just, you know, my hope is that everything goes well and people are able to access a higher level of care, which at this moment, they don't have access
0: to. Okay. Uh, you kind of cut out a bit, but I think we got the gist of what you want. <laughs>
1: okay. All that. Right, uh, bad.
0: That's fine. All right. Maria Love, I'm trying to actually hold myself accountable with uh, the next thing that we're wrapping up with. If not this week, can I bother you within the next month for about uh, three people max to join me in this interview segment? Oh, for sure. All righty. What that said... Uh, is there anything else you would like to plug, love? Nope, just thank you again for having me. It, it
1: was definitely a pleasure.
0: All right. With that said, kids, this was the lovely Mary Nesbitt. She's got to go and deal with something that's very, very personal. Um. <laughs> all right. So. Oh,
1: wait, wait, wait. So, by the next time you talk to me, well, at least
0: on the podcast, it probably wouldn't be September because I have a lot of things, but October, when I come back on the
1: show, you will refer to me as Dr. Maria, not just Maria. So, Ooh. That's,
0: that's, that's coming up. <laughs> Ooh, you didn't tell me that, uh, love. That's yeah. actually an exclusive, not just for me, but my listeners. Thank you very much. Yeah. I got yeah. to ping you. But, on social
1: media. Well, I got to ping
0: Oh, oh wow, I feel even more flow state. And we got other things to talk about when you come back. I, I'm realizing it now, but you gotta go. All right, one goal, one aim, one road, one focus. And that's loving kids, even if it sounds like I'm actually venting. As we are getting deeper into this thing called the coronavirus epidemic. Certain donkeys, elephants, and royals want to gem it up that <clears throat> we should be in fear. Not this case. With that said, I love you all out there, no matter how big or small you are. And I think Maria Nesbitt, who is now gone, <laughs> and I will do the same. Take care of yourselves. By love.